Hello and welcome to the Turnstiles podcast as we take an in-depth look at the lower leagues of Scottish football. This week, our player of the season is back. James, how are you? I'm good. Well rested after my hiatus. Good. I'm sure you saw it in the last episode, but as may have floated the suggestion that me and him got the highest viewer ratings that we've had for a while, so best to stick to that combination. And where is he now? So Exactly. Life comes at you fast, that. Um, so second fiddle. So as I've mentioned there, um, thank you very much for joining us. Last week, myself and Muzz took a um, look back at the fixtures, uh, the last round of fixtures in Scottish Championship League 1, League 2. So if you've not seen that video, make sure you go back and check it, because what we're doing in this video is very briefly giving our predictions for the weekend's fixtures coming up in the Championship League 1 and League 2, all in the same video. It'll be timestamped in the description, the same as last week's video was as well. So um, if you are here for League 2, for example, and you want to skip ahead, you can do that just by checking the times in the description. But um, it's quite a short video and the banter will be flowing, so you as well to stick with us and watch throughout. Um, Before they do skip ahead, surely they're giving us a like and getting the bell hit and subscribing and all that stuff as well. You, you took the words directly out of well, my mouth. What's the point in watching if you're not going to do that? Exactly. Be a team. Be a team player. We're all one team, aren't we? So, like James said, like the video, subscribe to the channel. It would help us massively. Uh, and as I've said before, if you're listening, because a sneakily high number listening, actually, in Spotify and Apple Podcasts, so if you are doing so, just nick on and give us a like on YouTube now and again when you get home from your commute or whatever you're listening to us. Because the numbers are decent. Yeah. Get the algorithm sorted for YouTube as well. Eh? Absolutely. And the numbers just... are actually decent on Spotify, to be fair. And uh, I said Apple Podcasts. So, you need to look at us. Don't need to admire our wonderful faces, I suppose. Very true. So, off Do the back think. of um, former uh, Scottish Lower League stalwart Lyndon Dykes, single-handedly dragging Scotland to the verge of uh, World Cup playoffs, we will move on to the Championship. James, we're going to take these in chronological order, so we're looking for your predictions. Friday Night Lights uh, on BBC, I think. Hamilton take on Partick Thistle. Um, Hamilton off the back of the first one in a while, a good victory against Kelly Thistle. And Partick off the back of um, Scudden uh, Air 4-0 as well. So two teams that will be confident going into it. It was nice classic, typical um, Duffy's taking the reins. Because uh, <clears throat> he's done, done right well and he's led them on to glory. I suppose we'll talk about that when we get to them. But then gets a gig full-time and gets turned over. Um, first game, first game is full-time manager. So... I don't know if that's a, a, a solid win for Partick or if it's just fate in the hands of Duffy, but 4-0 against the New United side. Very decent. Um, I did hear sort of a couple of folk on the radio and in the media talking about uh, Zach Rudden as being potential Scotland star because, you know, you mentioned Lyndon Dykes, but, you know, there's been interviews where it's come out that he doesn't actually really, or he never really saw himself as a striker, so... It could come down to things like this in the game, like could individual performances from some solid young players such as Zach Rudden, or it could come down to the hands of fate, or it could come down to just Hamilton doing, I don't know, Hamilton things and trying to organise himself. Uh, they looked a bit more solid didn't they, in the last game. They looked to have settled almost in that 4-3-3 slash 4-5-1 shape, Hamilton. Um, Won't came back. Uh, instead of Hamilton and Easton at the back, which was interesting, although he did come off kind of 80 minutes, so that will maybe solidify the defence. Um, like you say, Partick off the back of a very good win. Ian McCall's gave his uh, team away, basically, he said after that win, 
he'd been messing about playing one up front. He went back to front two and he scored four. So he's just going to stick with front two from now on. So they'll know what to expect, Hamilton. I think it'll be a draw. Um, Parker, like I said, they'll be going there in confidence. Hamilton, though, good win against Cali Thistle last time out. Drew the game before. This would make it three unbeaten and he can start to kind of kick on. Taylor's obviously evidently finding his favoured personnel and shape in there at Hamilton. And, and like I said, they look to be improving. Partick on the cusp of the playoffs. Um, but it's a tricky place to go, Hamilton, with the surface, etc. So I'm going to back a draw in that game. I would be interested to see all the variations that Hamilton have played across the back. And if and if this is going to be, like you say, one's come back for Hamilton and for Easton, is, is it just going to... You know, he's, had, he's now had two weeks or so of yeah. international fixtures coming in and training and organising the team he wants. Is he now going to start with the team that he thinks is... Yeah, it looks it looks to be well the last game. Is he going to start with the again the individual performers that should be playing well? Do you think? I think he's going to go with the team from last game as much as he can because he's not making many changes. Even when they're losing, he's maybe only making one or two changes. So he's evidently got the shape in the team that he likes. So it'll be Popescu and one other at the back. Matheson will play um, at right back, obviously on loan from Wolves. Um, Mimno, I think he'll be back from suspension. Won't he? He'll probably play in the middle with Mullen Spence. Um, as they did, or Verton and even sitting, McDonald will play left back, Smith and Redfern, Randy Ryan. So I think he's pretty set in what he's going to do. If you're getting into the nitty gritty though, as well, you've said playing Mullen in the middle of the park potentially. Do we not think that's a part of Thistle team that is now going to be quite solid in there? Because we've spoken about that Thistle team. Uh, myself and. With their, with their three, but I suppose if McCall is now thinking, well, we'll go two up front. Is he then going to sacrifice someone in the middle of the park there? Myself and Muzz spoke about that quite in depth last week with Turner getting shunted to the right and then playing mm-hmm. in behind with Cammy Smith on the right. So, like, yeah, he's got two from three, isn't he? Bannigan, Doherty, and those two will not be shifted. So, Turner's been the last man out in that air game. So, you'd imagine McCall just rolls out the same 11. Or, yeah, I suppose, because you're looking at those those strikers looking for a bit of width as well, because they could theoretically... Yeah. Uh, a box or a diamond in the middle. Tiffany, rather than being out wide in behind, and he can bring in another. Cammy Smith's and... been doing well as well, though, hasn't he? So he'll maybe want to keep him in it as well. So, yeah, so yes, me so said... if, if it's me, though, and I'm looking at this Josh Mullen potentially playing in the middle, I'm thinking, well, there's getting at this midfield. Mm-hmm. But again, similarly, McCall's maybe thinking there's getting at this back four because, yeah. like you say, Popescu is sort of what he is, plus one other. And the others that come in have got faults of their own. So, I think this is going to be one of the bigger bigger games. And like I t- touched on, I think there will be some strong individual performances or sort of more of this well-rounded potential, well-rounded, well-gelled uh, Hamilton team. How do you see it going then? Um, I don't trust Hamilton to get a win, but I think they should. Um, so I think I will just, <clears throat> I think we'll just head bets and go with a draw. Because um, I think, in, like I say, in, uh, Park have got individuals all over that can hurt Hamilton, but I think Hamilton have got maybe enough about them. But like I say, I think they're, yeah, I wouldn't put my eggs in there going out and just turning Park over. So there we go. So two draws uh, for um, Hamilton and Park Fissile. Moving onwards, um, fresh from saying in the press that he still thinks he can win the league. Peter Grant takes uh, Dunfermline at home to come Marnock on Saturday. Um, I'm I'm going to go Kilmarnock win there. I can't see anything. But I think Dunfermline are still a poor outfit. Um, I can't see beyond a, a Kelly win, especially with them losing the last game home to Rafe. We spoke about that last week. Um, 
how Kelly will bounce back because they'll not expect to lose many games, Kelly, especially at home. And with Dunfermline getting beaten off Queen of the South, I can't see them improving either. So I'm going to go with Kelly win. And then in the second game, uh, Cali Thistle host Morton. Again, Cali Thistle off the back of the feet will be looking to bounce back. Morton, decent point against Abrove, so a fancy Inverness up there. What do you think of those two games? Dunfermline, Kelly, and then uh, Inverness, Morton. It's hard. It's hard to gauge based on what you've said that they've they're coming off the back of a loss because you're looking at Inverness with a loss to Hamilton and then uh, Kelly obviously with that loss to Wraith. Um, yeah. Should be contenders. Like <clears throat> just talking about how Hamilton have interest in the win, they should be doing better. Hamilton. Um, but you hope Inverness and Kelly alike both hope. I suppose that it's not. That's not the start of something. It's the hope that they're sort of. Mm-hmm. The momentum and the adrenaline's pushing you towards this break where you go, right, we get a wee reset. And you wonder if there's been a wee bit of a mentality where the tough games before the break, the players are already thinking, just need to get through this 90 minutes and then it's sort of getting any niggling injuries looked at, getting any sort of rest periods in. So you hope that it's just been that and it'll be a blip. But <clears throat> with Hamilton coming to Partick and then I don't think Morton will be that that tricky for Inverness. I can see Inverness winning that one. Yeah. I think Dunfermline might be in the heads of Kelly like this should be or this could be quite a game and who knows what they've been up to over this break like what mm-hmm. have they been working on because they're another team that, that in my head and I don't know if it's just because they did quite well last season they're another team that should be performing up and above so I don't think Wright will look at them and write them off but I think there's always that potential there so yeah it's too it's too tough games for me to, for me to call I think if we take the Kelly game first that Kelly should be dispatching them, um, Dunfermline. Not necessarily with ease, but I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't, think anywhere, I, don't think, sorry, I don't think there's anywhere that Kelly or their weaknesses are then exploited by Dunfermline's strengths. Or am I being... No, I think, you're, yeah, I think you're being too complicated there. Dunfermline haven't won a game. So it's hard yeah. to find justification for them to win this one against the no, team. Is, that, but, they have, but they have to start at some point. Yeah, but I, don't, I, I can't see it being against the team that's three points off the top. Yeah, potentially. Um, and yeah, and coming off, I suppose, my buzzing about the fact that Inverness are still waiting to work on this back four. Um, I think they'll keep a clean sheet, Inverness. I think that'll be an Inverness win for me. Well, it's um, top two again. It's a, I, I can't see what surprised anyone there because it's a top two against the bottom two. No, but I, think the, I think the banana skin would be Dunfermline at home rather than Morton. Morton. Yeah. Aye. Yeah, coming to you. I probably suppose. probably game of the day to be fair Wraith against Arbroath third uh, fourth sorry host and third Wraith like you say off the great the great win against Kelly myself and Muzz spoke about it Wraith fans go and check that one out if you've not seen it Wraith now hitting his kind of straps aren't they three wins out of four mm. great win away at Rugby Park he's played with the team a wee bit McGlynn he's pushed Tumulty higher on the right and brought Lang in at right back maybe made them more solid uh, across the back Popatnik's come on and scored two so it's good to get him up and running uh, especially with Vaughan being injured. So, so well, I was going to say, he's had, he's had a bit of a, a sticky patch, I think, going to Platnick, but also scored against uh, East Fife in their cup. Yeah. Aye, so. so it's good. He is coming into potentially a wee patch because they they're full of attackers, Wraith, but mm-hmm. they needed consistency in terms of who they were playing and also yeah. consistency and regardless of who plays, they're going to get you some goals, whether they're starting or you know that you've got some goals to rely on off the bench because they seem to have... I don't know if they've carried it on in style of play, but sort of mentality-wise, they seem to be looking to do, looking to replicate what they did last season. 
and, that, need, yeah. and if you're doing that, you need folks to score goals, basically. And at Broth, obviously, we spoke about it with a draw. They were missing the best two players for that game. Nicky Lowe obviously took that bad injury the week before against Kelly in the game. It was on the telly, so he missed the Martin game. Joe Newbley, I think, had a knock, but I think he's back in training. He should probably be fit for Saturday, so he'll be back in. So, despite not having the best two players, they went and got a decent draw at Martin, although I think McKenna scored with two minutes to go a penalty to get on the point. So, Ray Fabro, I think there'll be goals in that. I'm going to back a draw. I just think I will don't care the fact probably that it's at Ray. They'll go there and play the same way. Good experience. I say new play back. I'm not a huge fan of the Ray back four. I think they concede more than they probably should. Um, but they've got goals in them as well going forward. So, I can see that being a draw, an entertaining draw, two each, three all. Um, and then I think lastly, just, to, just to get in on this one, just before you move on, I think that um, our both are going to go and win it. I will disagree with you on this one, although we've agreed thus far. I think our both are going to go and win. Like you, I'm suspect about uh, Wraith's back four, or Wraith defensively, sort of all together. Um, I do think, though, that our both will have potentially these players coming back. are also quite good at defending from the front. So I think their back four is quite solid, and they've had players step up. Like McKenna's been consistent, and I feel like every time I'm on, I speak quite highly of him. But to get him going, to get the others playing, I think they'll they'll attack, defend for the front, and put it under put Wraith under pressure. And I think that our our both back four, if I could speak properly, our both back four will be solid. So I think it'll be a good game. I think it'll be a bit of a, a bit of a knockabout. But I think our both will come out uh, on top from. Interesting. And then in the last one at uh, Somerset Park, Airhost Queen of the South. So obviously Air off the back, like we said that. Jim Duffy officially getting the job. They're always going to lose for another defeat. Queen of South, good 1-0 win at home to Dunfermline. Uh, Lee Connolly scoring a goal quite late on, I think, from memory. Um, again, me and Mel spoke about it. It's how they, how they have bounced back. And they're almost at a crossroads now of where they want their season to go. Both these teams probably are. Eight and seventh, you know, four off the bottom, six off the playoffs. Queen of South, five off the playoffs, five off bottom. So both these teams are kind of in the precipice of how this season's going to go. And obviously this result won't dictate that, but it'll go a long way. Wraith uh, in the last three, they've won, they've drawn, they've lost. Queen and South in the last four, have won two and lost two. Who knows? Both teams with a negative goal difference. Um, I hope it continues like this for Queen of the South. The, and the zero draws. Like, I love... Uh, Spartak, I love where it's just like, we're going to win or we're going to lose. I was we're about not, to say... We're not going to fan uh, it, but we're just going to come in. You either leave annoyed or you'll leave happy. Because that draw leaves you a bit of like, I don't know if that's good or bad, but you're coming, you're going, skipping home, or you're coming, kicking your feet. I'm like back in a, I'm back in a draw, sorry, I'm breaking the streak, how do you see it going? Well, not a draw, based on the fact I hope it continues. Um, I, I don't know, to be honest, and that's not really, I suppose, what you want to hear, but I'm not convinced either of them have got, like, if you had to identify a couple of standout players, I don't know if we really could, like, is there anyone for either team that makes you go, wow, that that player could be the game changer, or that player could be smashing on and playing above themselves. Like, I think, I think, I, I think they do. I think Queen of South. I like Rudy Payton. I like Fitzpatrick. Uh, Ennis Cameron's a great signing for them. Obviously, we touched mm. on that as well. So is Junior scoring Lee Connolly from our roof. Cochrane. I like, I like Queen of South. To be fair, if Queen of South are at home, I'm probably backing them. But I think Air away. Duffy after conceding four, he's going to shut up shop. He's going to just play his, his centre-halves. Um, obviously, McGinty, Baird, Fjortoft will probably play. Muirhead might again go into that midfield. I think he'll just think, we're conceded four. 
he'll be focused on that defensive shape probably the last two weeks. I think he'll shut the door. So for me, despite Queen and South having good forward going players, I think Aero will, will shut up shop, concede one maybe, keep a clean sheet. Um, back, I'd, uh, I'd allow to score one maybe for him. So I, I can see it being a draw. Um, yeah, I get, I get where you're coming from. I think though, for me, it is that, I don't know if it's maybe a conscious or sub uh, subconscious, but I think um, Queen of the South's sort of win or lose attitude will be continuing, like I say. So I, I'm going to go Queen of the South, I think. Um, Three away just, is you've got good prices for them. Just off the, the fact they do potentially have the ability to score more goals. I do, yeah, get where you're coming from. The air might have been working defensively, but some of those players you've mentioned coming into that back four or playing in that back four, I've been with teams at the bottom end of the championship for quite a while or pre in prior seasons. So, yeah, for me that, like, yeah, it'll maybe shape up defensively, but it doesn't matter if you're shaping up defensively with players that aren't going to help I keep clean sheet. Or aren't, yeah, aren't pushing up the top of the table. So I think, yeah, Queen of the South will stay at their um, top half. Okay, then. There we have it. Uh, you've backed, let's like say, three aways and a draw. As well as one home, so you've got good prices on that. Uh, so from there, then we move into League One um, in alphabetical order, because why not? Because that I sounds very chronological, because I didn't really understand your chronological shirt last time. But. Just because the game on the Friday, that's why. Yeah, but then the other ones will start at three. It's fine. Sure. Alphabetical. Let's have it. Aloha's Peterhead. Spoke last week. Aloha, um, unlucky the week before with Cove. Um, taking a, a very early red card 25 seconds in which kind of broke the game off as a spectacle um, they lost to Peter Headside obviously fresh off the back of a 5-0 pumping of Dumbarton who who had been in form good form prior to that so Alwa a winner was a draw in the last three Peter Head two wins in the last five so they're kind of pushing on a bit another team that's yet to draw um, I think Alwa being at home we spoke about the home record and away record before, haven't we? I like them at home. They'll be desperate to bounce back. They're three points off third. You know, for all people saying oh, they're struggling, but they're mid-table, they're three points off third. Um, and at home, I can't see. Peterhead very rarely put a, win, a run together of maybe two wins and a draw. So generally, after they win, they lose. So going off the back of that, I'm back in Iowa at home uh, against Peterhead to, to win, obviously. Um, and I'll yeah, just point, the, points between them. I think there's there's no far off. Like there are two points between them. Yeah, but I think if you go sort of man for man or and style for style, I think Alwa are, are, are a stronger team. I think they're they're individually they've got the ability to sort of get at you and to to play it if they want, or to change their sort of style and go a bit more route one. And I think that can be a bit. It's got the potential to be a bit overwhelming for a Peterhead team that, like you mentioned did win 5 now, but I don't look at that Peterhead team, and again, I might be incorrect here, and go, oh, that's a team with plenty of energy. Mm-hmm. For I me, it's not, it's not a team that's like, like I say, if I will go, right, let's get the ball popped around, let's pass the ball, let's keep it. I don't see that Peterhead team sort of closing down angles, cutting off passing lanes. I just don't see that. And I think I've got the ability to keep the ball and then just get it played either into channels or get it played up long. So... Um, I would like to see Peterhead win. I think Peterhead are, are a decent team, and you know I, I think they could, especially when they're, they've got the ability to turn teams over five scud. But for me, yeah, Alwa, uh, if they play the way that Alwa can, should come out ahead on this one. 
Yeah, no, agreed, agreed. And moving on, um, David Goodwill against Montrose. So, Clyde, obviously, off the back, a 2-1 defeat to Airdrie, but comprehensively outplayed from what I've seen. And Montrose off the back, a decent point, actually, away at Queen's Park last uh, Sunday on the Sunday. So, they play each other at Clyde, and um, the next game would be Dumbarton against Queen's Park. Dumbarton, obviously, like we said, off the back of that heavy, heavy defeat um, to Peter Head. Queen's Park, obviously, still to lose. Um, are yet to lose, sorry. So, for, despite having a high number of draws, for me, I think the Barton bubble's potentially starting to burst, so I'm back in Queen's Park in that game. And in Clyde Montrose, I'm back in Montrose. The signings have made, Cam, Cammy Ballantyne back, touched on that last week. Um, James Keaton's another game under his belt last week, ready to push on. And again, for all the... It shows how good they have where at the start. You know, they've not won in five, but they're still on their point off third. So they need to get themselves back up and running. So for me, two aways there. I go Queen's Park to beat Dumbarton and I go Montrose to beat Clyde. Yeah, um, and for this one, I don't <clears throat> I don't think I can disagree that much. I think Montrose I would be slightly more confident of, um, mm. especially coming off of about a, what sounds like a, a justified. Uh, draw and then lost on penalties against Martin in the cup. Um, that's again them holding a team who are who should be sort of miles ahead of them, but are sort of arse end of the table above. So that for me shows where Montrose would like to be like to be head, uh, heading and the teams that Montrose would like to be playing up against. So the fact that they're doing that, they've before that held themselves to draw with Queen's Park. They've drawn the Falkirk. Like they're they seem to just be progressing quite well, Montrose and. We did talk about them at the start, like that they were quite solid and they were picking up points. And at some point that might stop. They might not start winning all games, but for me, comfortable for Montrose. If if but if, if um, Queens Park beat them Barton and Falkirk and Airdrie draw, coupled with Montrose win, Montrose go third. So the motivation. Yeah, right. yeah, and and for me, that's much more likely than for them to be overtaken potentially. If my maths is correct, to be potentially overtaken by. A well, Clyde, side Clyde doesn't have much about them. So, yeah, I think it's maybe not a routine win for Montrose, but it's a game that Montrose should be yeah. thinking about like winning. So, for me, yeah, Montrose win because you can point to, like, held Morton. That's a point in the championship above if it wasn't for the cup and for losing on pens and that. Queen's Park are the table toppers who should be equivalent at Morton. Yeah, straightforward. And I don't see how you could potentially look past a a Queen's Park win. They should be and seem to be just marching over everyone that comes ahead of them. So Dumbarton don't take anyone away from them. Good team, but they're just not Queen's Park. And that's yeah. that's something that nine other teams in the division are going to need to accept. Like we can play what we want, but we need to be like miles ahead of our game to be contending Queen's Park. Yeah. I do yeah. think it'll be interesting just sort of as an aside to see at what point Queen's Park level up. About say they say they progress. Have they just got to in the championship as well with some more signings and then just straight up into Premiership? Or, or are they... I'm interested because after, after the button, the next two are Alo and Cove away. Well, Alo at home, sorry, then Cove away. So that, that could be a, a test. Um, yeah, and then yeah. the last two then, we've got East Fife, who are home to Cove. Poor old East Fife, eh? Despite running Falkirk close, um, played nine, won one. They've conceded uh, 23, minus 15 goal difference. They've lost the last four. Meanwhile, Cove, unbeaten in four, scored 16, 
uh, joint highest scorers in the league. They look to be running up, up and running under Hartley's guts. He's playing Meganson and McAllister as a two. Mm-hmm. For me, Cove go there and steamroll them. Um, and in the Falkirk-Airdrie game, I think Falkirk were lucky from what Muzz said uh, last week against, uh, which is five of us on last game, wasn't it? So um, I back Airdrie to go there and beat them. How do you see those two going? So East five Cove first. Yeah, I think it's especially for a team like Cove who are sitting where they are with a team with players like you've touched and like they are with a manager who is doing good things. Um, Cove should be going and not even really thinking about it. Like this should be a routine one for them. Um, East Fife <coughs> potentially had it in their head that they turned a wee corner because you know they're not doing particularly well and then it comes to the cup game conceding 35, 36 minutes. Draw level in 37, so they're maybe going, oh, you know, Wraith Rovers, this could be us. We're, you know, it's keeping it quite tight. 39 minutes they've conceded again. Over the course of the game, they've had four shots, one on target. Like, for cup games and for league games alike, they just don't seem to get themselves up for it. And if there's a game that you need to be getting yourself up for it, it's against the Cove Rangers, who are second mm-hmm. top and are showing signs of, again, not stopping, like you say. Um Scoring plenty of goals, Cove Rangers. It doesn't seem like for me there's anything East Fife will be able to do. It just, it just yeah, doesn't. Seem no, I agree with that. I agree with that. Come up with. Um, Falkirk, Airdrie. I think. I'm, I'm with you. I think again, Falkirk are in Dreamland at third because you know they've had these delusions of being Championship Premiership club for a long time, and this could be the season. But I think both Falkirk and Airdrie are maybe. I don't. I'm, I was going to say kidding themselves that they should be in third and fourth. I don't know if that's necessarily true, but I don't know if you, either of them are overly justified in being there. Like they're, for me, they're just fine. They're just fine teams. Um, man for man, I think Airdrie have, have got it uh, in the positions where games are won and lost, which is as many cliches as a guy can say. In a roundabout way of saying, I think Airdrie are going to, yeah, Airdrie are just going to get by. Similarly, if they don't, they don't. Um, they're better yeah. going forward, yeah, aren't they? Than, better going forward than defending, so they'll, they'll win, but both it's teams just, will score. From there then, into League 2, so chronological order for the first game. Game of the weekend, probably, actually. Edinburgh City host Kelty. Edinburgh City, we spoke about it. Um, I think they dropped... They'll feel they dropped points. Well, they did drop points, but they'll feel it was uh, two loss rather than one game. Uh, John McCowden last time out at home. Whereas Kelty, again, Muzz is saying Kelty just seemed to do enough. If the opposition score, they'll win 2-1. If the opposition don't score, they'll win 1-0. They're just kind of grinding on Kelty. Obviously, they had a, a good result. I'm sure it was Annan they beat, wasn't it, in the last uh, time out? Let me just double-check before I say that. Yeah, they beat Annan 2-1. 1-0 straight the week before. So, they've been doing enough, Kelty. They go to Edinburgh. I, I can't... Just, I, I said to Mars, other than when they play, maybe Stubborn Albion away, I, I don't see me ever saying I don't think Kelty will win. <laughs> so... I'm, I'm back with Kelly on Friday night. They really are the pace setters, Kelly. Um, yeah. Across, you know, all sort of all divisions. Um, Comprehensive. Another team like yet to are, are turning up winning games. They're scoring, scoring plenty. Um, and you touched on Sterling Albin there, who are, you know, trying to keep it within touching distance. In terms of sco- scoring goals, um, Kelly are on 19, Albin are on 17. Uh, and they play each other on the 30th, points, so. points are sort of four away from each other. Like Sterling are, are by all means trying to rein them in, but 
yeah, it's just the, the, the sort of the rolling stone of Kelly Harris doesn't seem to be stopping. Um, I don't know why Edinburgh City seem to play on a Friday night constantly. I just it's because they're trying to get Hibs and Hearts fans, and they think the numbers have got so they got dispensation from the league to play all their home games on a Friday night just to see if it put every, their, every home game this season, just to see if it put their attendance up. I don't know I if it know has. That. That is, that's all right, though. I'm, uh, yeah. uh, they wrote to the league because I think they were seeing the numbers go up maybe when Hearts were playing say Aberdeen away maybe there wasn't but then the next week they maybe stayed the same because Hibs were away but they've obviously thought well if it's a Friday we'd get Hearts fans and Hibs fans <laughs> so uh, uh, they've got dispensation I don't know how the numbers are stacking up compared to last year to be honest I wonder numbers wise right. yeah but I also wonder then results wise because mm-hmm. worth looking at yeah you know, do they, I don't know, thinking aloud wise, are they still training then Tuesday, Thursday, playing Friday, coming off the back of Friday shift? You wonder and then because they get, all the. They get three days then to recover, or do they do Monday, Wednesday, Friday? Well, it's easier for them, isn't it? Because if they book in Monday, Wednesday, Friday with their facilities, other teams, like, say, for example, Star and Albion, they train at four five, but they need to hire the pitch. So if they try and shift it the week before they play them, but they might not get Monday, Wednesday. So Star and Albion maybe then have to do Tuesday. Thursday with a game on a Friday, but or you, or you don't train on Thursday. Yeah, full time teams do so they might just use it to the set pieces and stuff the day before, which might actually benefit them going into Friday. Yeah, but then coming off both yourself and the opposition coming off a Friday shift. Yeah, I'll be I'll be interested to see uh, how this sort of pans out. Um, that's a, I don't know that that's a little nugget for everyone. Well worth listening to this podcast, isn't it? Absolutely. Just, just for that. So um, the last, so you're going anyway, Kel- yeah, Kelty for me, Edinburgh City, good team have got enough to be doing better than they are. I think um, that counting result will be, like you said, annoying for them because um, it should have for them that's aspirations of well, right, fine, I counted, turn up, we're just going to get by them. That's especially who am I? Yeah, are one of those ones where you put the three points on the board before start the season before they arrive. So yeah, they'll be annoyed coming off the back of that, but. Again, like you say, what's you know, you can talk up Edinburgh City all you want, but similarly to uh, Queen's Park, but just not Kelly Hearts. So, yeah, Kelly Hearts. So, we, we spoke about Star and Albion there. Like I said, they play each other. Obviously, they, they play league action this weekend. It's a cup next weekend, and then they go to Kelly. They'll be desperate to hang on the coattails. So, for that reason, I can see them beating Schumer at home, just the incentive to stay within four points. Or, say, Kelly lose, you know, they go there maybe a point behind. So, Although Stranraer got a decent 1-0 the last time out um, against Albion Rovers, which they needed <laughs> uh, badly, um, I can't see them beating Stranraer. Albion. Stranraer have been four wins and a draw in the last five. With that incentive to, to keep winning before they go to Kelty, I, I just think it's too much, too much to, to handle. They'll have too much for Stranraer to handle. Um, and then in the other kind of nip and tuck game, third place standing, Play, they go away to Forfar, who are a point behind them in four. Annan lost the last two, Forfar unbeaten in three. Me and Muz like Forfar, you think they're guys. I'm going to go with them. Um, how do you see Just guys. Forfar, guys. Just, just guys. guys. Like we, we spoke about, obviously, they're getting their defenders back. They're starting to look more settled within that 4 4 2 Forfar. So I, I can see them beating Annan and I'd say a Sterling win as well. Um, to go for sort of the easier fixture out of those two first, I think I'm with you. Sterling Albion will have just enough. Again, just straightforward enough to, to dispatch Trinra. Trinra, too inconsistent for me. Um, 
really need to just get a handle on it. And I spoke them up at the start of the season and particularly when they were sort of up and down, I sort of listening on the radio went, oh, they are quite a young team. And I was sort of sold, I don't know, whatever the saying is, a kipper potentially, with how good Strenor could potentially be. And that maybe that is what's contributing to this inconsistency is the fact that they are quite young, the fact they are quite inexperienced and they do just need a little bit more of settling in time. So that potentially will go against them. Stern Albion, you know, hardly filled the people that are past it, but I think just they've got a better blend, better experience, a better sort of long-term system than Strenor do at this point in the season. Um, so, yeah, I think all those things con- combined will, will contribute to a strong win. Anon and Forford, slightly harder to call, I think. <clears throat> I'm going to go Anon. In fact, I'm not. I'm going to go a draw because I think both of them are, are playing above themselves. So, not necessarily both turn up and be happy with the draw, but I think they'll, you know, they'll match each other out. There's, they have been relatively settled in these positions from the start of the season. And, you know, I think they're, they're playing above themselves, but also, if you look at the teams below them, they are also justified in, in how tight they are to each other. So, just by sort of default from everyone else being slightly worse than they are, they do just sort of cancel each other out for me. Um, four first defenders coming back might edge them for me, like you were saying, because I think they are a really strong part of the, the four first team, so they could potentially overrule the Annan team altogether. But yeah, still too early for me to see them coming back being completely gelled together. That's a, just a, a draw. I was going to say board draw, but I'm going to rein it in because... I give four for it quite tight. You do. Uh, and I'll ask you... Just a straightforward. 22 guys. Two. Okay. Albion Rovers host Elgin. For me, that's Albion Rovers bubble burst. Lost four of the last five. Down in eighth now. Only a point clear at bottom. Um, Elgin, inconsistent this season, which is unlike them. They've had a loss, a draw, a loss, a win, a loss. So by going by that, it should either be a draw or a win. I think they're too much for Albion Rovers. So let us say, I think they're struggling. Jamie McKernan, Left them through the week due to, I think it was work commitments. He was decent for them in the middle of the park. As Muzz said last week, they're playing trialists in like the ninth game of the season, which is concerning given that we're only in October and that they're looking at trialists already. I think they're in a wee bit of disarray, so I can't I can't see them getting a result there. Elgin for me. Cowden Stenny and the James, well, it's not the James Darby, it's one sided, isn't it? Um, Stenny need a result, two losses. And a draw in the last three. Cowden haven't won in the last five. I think it's a point because it's at Cowden. Um, and I think both teams probably don't want to get beaten, knowing that there's a chance that Albion Rovers actually um, get beaten off Elgin. So if both these teams draw and Albion Rovers lose, Albion Rovers go bottom and both these teams actually move a position up. So, you know, I think it's maybe... A, if Anna, sorry, if Albion Rovers are three down with 10 minutes to go and it's nil now, I think it's, I will take a point and... See what we're saying next week. So for me, Elgin win, Cowden Steny draw. There is something strange going on at Elgin, to be fair, because like you say, it's that inconsistency. Um, and I feel like the podcast's under personal attack here because we've gone out on a limb and put Tom McHale in our combined 11 last season. Mm-hmm. Taking great stick for the fact that... Uh, it I, wasn't well in here. Yeah, I, that's exactly what it was. It was basically not anyone from Queen's Park. Um, six appearances Mikhail's made, one clean sheet. So that's miles off like Blair Curry, Albion's, uh, Stone Albion, sorry, 
got five and nine. Jameson Akelty, four and nine. Um, Brian Schwark, maybe, uh, the boy on loan at Edinburgh City, three and eight. So, you know, their goals are flooding in here. Um, but at the other end, Kane Hester's joint third top goal scorer with three and six. So I don't, yeah, there's something just amiss at Elgin altogether. I think they'll have enough to win this weekend, but they really need to be addressing what's mm-hmm. going on in between, you know, the front and then progressively working backwards because one in six is not clean sheet standard. That's not anywhere they should be. No. So they're, they're, they're doing the, the goods at the end, of the, the right end of the pitch potentially. And if they can sort it out <clears throat> at the back, I think they, um, they'll potentially come out of this one with a win. And really, um, who else to sort it out against than Albion Rovers? And sort yeah. of toothless Albion Rovers for me. So uh, an Elgin win. And yeah, I would like to say a Cowden win, obviously. Um, because week on week, I say I quite like the 11, but I'm also well, being, m- m- said I imagine everyone else will. Muzz said it's almost time for us to stop saying I Cowden will be fine. Gary Bowen will be fine. The last time I was here, which was many moons ago at this point, <clears throat> I was just saying, yeah, I like Cowden's 1-11 because they could do well, but they could not. And the, 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 the consistent showing is they could not do well as easily <laughs> as they could. So, guys, yeah, good. They're all good 11 players, but they're not doing it. So... Uh, Steny as well I'd like to be able to see how they've got massive turnovers clubs and a bit of and a bit of flux with a new CEO with uh, what, 22 or so new players coming in or uh, X amount of players coming out so for a team that's got a good 11 and a team that's had a massive turnover you'd go with that 11 so you'd go Cowden over Steny uh, but neither of them are neither point. of them are particularly good because good it's not working either way so I think again this is these are the guys that I said we're keeping uh, Annan and Forfar as high up the league as they are because the team like Cowden and Steny from you are not not doing well. No. Um, similar Albion Rovers aren't doing particularly well and the consistency of Elgin's letting them down. So, like I say, Elgin Albion, Elgin win, Cowden Steny just a, a, a draw, another draw for me in this one. Um, got the got the fabled pen out, so I'm I'm jotting these in. So there we have it. We only differ in one this week, which is Forfar Annan. Other than that, we've got a Kelty win, a Stalin win, an Elgin win, and a drawn Cowden Beef and Stenhouse Muir. So there we have it. That rounds up the predictions. Like I say, hopefully if you were a League 2 fan, you've stayed for Championship and League 1 and, and vice versa and all the combinations of fans and supporters. Let us know your thoughts in the comments on uh, if we've given your team a good or bad prediction and how you think the games will go, or just let us know how you think all the games will go. Um, Edinburgh City fans, what's Friday Night Lights like? Aye, absolutely. And, is it and if you want fish and chips, Edinburgh set away for pints. Actually, it's an ideal Friday night. Probably Aye. not all there. Is it? We could have a little... I'm surprised... I don't, I don't know what ties they do at Edinburgh City. I'm surprised they've not to get the 50,000 uh, Murrayfield. That's well, so To be fair, it is clashing with the uh, Hamilton Park that gave on BBC this weekend. So On pie watch, coincidentally, I have seen that Sterling Albion are maybe offering a donor kebab pie. Decent. So if you're up to Stone Albion, I don't know, let's know how it goes. That's Risky bad. one, have it in the second half so you can dodge home if it's... <laughs> I don't know if the facilities are like at Stone Albion. <laughs> I'd first one out. And yeah, if you are interested in the facilities at Stone Albion, be sure to check out our video where we rated all the grounds in week two. Stone Albion, top, as I recall. So there we have it. Like the video, subscribe to the channel, let us know your thoughts, comments on... Uh, 
in the comments or on Twitter at Turnstairs there. See you next week as we'll revel on 15 out of 15. What would you take? You've made 15 predictions here. What's acceptable? I don't know. A pass? What's that? Seven and a half? Right, you can't say that. Uh, mm, I'd, I would say, take, I'd take five. I was going to say, a, I think nine. Three per divisions, a fair shot. Nine? I will. Uh, Fair enough. We'll see you next week. Thanks so much for joining. Cheers. See you.